talk radio host, a handsome man, a head football coach in high school, and a guy that can provide great insight who I worked with, I don't know how long ago it was, also featured in the Dynasty, the uh, Apple documentary, Jermaine Wiggins, and a damn good dog joining us on Sports Radio 92.9. Long time, Jermaine. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How you doing, brother? Great job with your career. You're doing mornings at WEEI. How many years now? Oh, man, we've I've been doing this, I don't know, probably about probably about five, six years now, you know. I mean, what do I do? All I do is talk ish in the morning about, you know, about sports. That's 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 what I love to do. I've been doing it since I was a kid, but you know, I love it. And we worked together how many years ago did you come in and kind of get some tutelage at Mayhem in the AM? Oh, that was uh shoot, that was probably like two thousand and nine, two thousand and 2008, 2009. Yeah. So I, I just got I just got off the air with the with with the Greg Hill show, and they're trying to bust my balls over here. We're down in beautiful <laughs> Jet Blue Park down here in Fort Myers. Oh yeah, you're in, yeah, yeah you're in Florida. Stuff. I remember yeah, yeah. this. I remember that he came in and said, "I just want to learn the business." Here's an yep. N- here's an NFL player. Yeah, University of Georgia. You know, great player. Um, and it was you couldn't have been more humble. You couldn't have been a better guy. And it was like didn't big dog anybody, which is your personality. And I was like, and it was just great to to be around you and realize how quickly you were going to move up in the business. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, you guys obviously welcomed me with open arms. And, you know, from being a Bostonian guy and growing up in Boston, but also playing for the Bulldogs and going down and, you know, being in Atlanta and, you know, knowing that, like, how much my beloved Bulldogs are loved down there was a great opportunity to learn the business and, you know, had a great time coming in and hanging out with you guys and just, you know, talking sports and everything. And so, I mean, I love it. It's, you know, it's it's when you know good people, it's you really don't have a job. You're just having fun. So i got a lot to get to. First of all, how proud are you of what the University of Georgia program? And Drew Butler's sitting here with me. Dad, of course, uh, Hall of Fame kicker. Drew, um, one of the great, you know, uh, players to come through Georgia on special teams. So we are all proud of Georgia. How proud are you of what they've done? Man, I'll tell you what, my former teammate Kirby Smart has done a tremendous job down there with those guys. You know, um, you know, I've had a couple I had a few opportunities to get down there. Both my kids play college football, so I had a chance to go down to a couple camps when they were younger in high school. And what Kirby's been able to do with that program has just been spectacular. You know, I was a little disappointed that they weren't able to get the three peat this year, but um you look at what they've been able to accomplish has been Really, really good. So, you know, it's it's good to see Georgia doing what they're doing, man. They they have become like the new head dog, no pun intended, when it comes to college football. Yeah, it's great stuff. Jermaine Wiggins with us. Super Bowl champion Jermaine Wiggins. Jermaine, switching gears, talking about the New England Patriots down here in Atlanta. All the talking points are around the quarterback position. What are the thoughts in Boston? Is New England going to stay at three? Are they going to move up? Are they going to move back? Which direction are the Pats going to go to get their quarterback of the future? Well, it seems like they're going to stay where they're at, and they're going to probably take one of those three quarterbacks, whichever one's available. And I know that that's the biggest talk. I don't know what the hell Arthur Blank was thinking when he didn't hire Bill Belichick. So, I mean, I I know you guys got to be talking about that one. But here in in New England, in the Boston area, we're we're looking either – I really like the kid Jaden Daniels. I'm hoping that he's there and he's available at number three. But then there's been these other reports that Chicago might be willing to trade the number one overall pick. So why not jump, you know, jump a few spots and see if you can trade up to number one 
and then you definitely get the guy that you want. So, yeah, but it's, it's looking like New England's going to take the quarterback, and I think that's something that we've all really been, you know, clamoring from here up here is that they get that guy. So let me ask you, let's get to the Belichick thing. And I can talk off air with you at some point about why Atlanta did not wanted Raheem Morris and not Belichick. You interviewed Bill Belichick. I watched every one of your Monday interviews with Belichick because I found mm-hmm. it fascinating how hard you had to ask those questions and how he reacted. You played for him. You were on the radio. He did those 20-minute interviews every Monday. How yep. awkward was it? I give your co-host that female uh, young lady. I don't know her name. She was awesome. Courtney. What's her name? Courtney. Was she? Courtney, yeah. She was not intimidated. You guys were very tough on him. What was that like for you? He's your former coach, but he's having a horrendous two years, and then he had to do 20 minutes with you every Monday. Well, you know what? He was actually relatively good with us. You know, I, I think, you know, he doesn't give much. You know, that's kind of, you know, that you learn as a player, you know. Don't really give, you know, trade secrets. Or don't give away the family secrets. But he's a guy that you, when you ask him questions, you know, he'll answer them to a certain extent, especially if, you know, it's not like a gotcha, gotcha type of moment. So it was one of those things, yeah, you never knew how he was going to kind of come in. But especially this year, I think he kind of just changed the way he went about doing things. So, you know, it gave us a little bit. But, I, you know, when you're having such a bad year and if you know Bill Belichick and he hates losing – yeah, it's one of those things. If you get anything out of them, you probably you've done your job. All right. So the 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 dynasty is a phenomenal piece of filmmaking. Whether you're a Patriots fan or a Patriots hater, there's mm-hmm. no question he comes off as the villain. There's no question that that Tommy and Robert Kraft and everybody else. It's like it's all pointing to Bill. How did you feel it was portrayed? How how I think. Are you you're how you're portrayed and everybody else, but what's your overall thought? Is he getting a bad rap? And overall, you're a part of the most famous game, arguably in Patriots history, other than the the you know, well, there's three of them, but uh, what do you think of how they're portraying that 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 twenty year run? I definitely think that, you know, the portraying him of a villain is kinda of wrong where it does look like he was the reason why things kinda of didn't work out. I think I think ultimately I think ultimately that when you look at the the relationship between the three of them, um, I think they all played a part into it. You know, when the Eagles get so big and everybody feels like it's them, but when you look at it, you got to know if it's a craft type of production. Uh, Is that who produced prob- it? Is that who well, produced it? I don't it? know. I don't know if he necessarily produced That's what we it. Heard. But he he had final say, and so when the person has final say on it, yeah. it's gonna make you know who he wants to not look great. And I think it came across where it did make Bill look, you know, it didn't make him look great, but there, you know, there's some episodes I've seen them. I've seen the majority of them. I know they, they only come out. I did get the little kind of like, you know, screener. So there are some things that are going to be great for people to watch this as it moves forward. Jermaine, you mentioned the egos in that locker room and in watching the dynasty, it's no wonder why the Patriots were a true dynasty of over 20 years you had big-time guys, Drew Bledsoe, Brady, Belichick, Kraft, Brewski, McGinnis, Lawyer Malloy, Adam Vinatieri, and the repeated lines of Bill Belichick saying, do your job, put the team first, do your job, put the team first. It seemed like you guys truly bought into that, and that was a direct reflection of your success. Yeah, and that, that's what that's what made us successful, and I think that's what made the dynasty successful is that guys were willing to subjugate their egos and what they were getting their individual goals to do what was best for the team, 
But ultimately, it was like that lost its luster at the end of it, and it became, you know, I think it became more about, hey, I'm a main reason on why this is successful. But, yeah, that was the biggest thing that we always talked about as players, that, you know, hey, it's all about the team. You know, we might not get the, 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 the individual accolades that we want, but if we're all winning and we're all we all get the same size ring at the end of the day, and I think that's what and we have some great players that kind of push that narrative. Billy McGinnis and like you said, Teddy Brooks and some of those other guys. The, the, that that the, was something special. The stuff that was fascinating, like the Jordan documentary, is the behind the scenes footage. Tom Brady in one of those classic little New England homes playing pool in the basement, pounding beers. Yeah. He looks like me and my buddies. <laughs> yeah. Pudgy, yeah. Fa- pudgy face, kind of doughy, pounding, yeah. pounding, chugging beers with, with an unknown guy that we don't even know is another draft pick. And the transformation in literally eight years. Yeah, to, Benjamin Button. To being married to the most famous yeah. person in the world as a model. And, like, that little dumpy apartment he was living in. You were there for early Tommy. I mean, right. it's amazing to watch in that documentary the transformation. Oh yeah, that's what that's what happens when you go from just a guy trying to make a roster to to a three time Super Bowl champ, a league MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. So you know things things change, but you know that that was part of it. You know that was the great thing about this, this documentary, and people get to see it is it's just the evolution of you know guys like Brady and Bill and how the organization you know has been so spectacular for so long and you know now we're just trying to figure it out here as fans we're just trying to you know see what Gerard Mayo can do and the direction he can take the team in isn't there any notion that Mac Jones two years ago was a pro bowler went to the playoffs you don't burn the third pick on a on a rookie you take Marvin Harrison or you trade down with the Falcons and then you give Mac Jones one more run with with a, a different scenario or or they're they're done with Mac Jones no, no, no. We're, we're, we're done with Mac. We're, you can have Mac. We're, we're ready to ship Mac off. Whatever you want for Mac, we'll give you Mac Jones. So you're done you know, with Mac Jones. You're done yeah, with Just him. give us some kicking tees. We'll take kicking tees and football. We don't even care. <laughs> hey, Jermaine, quickly, throw all the other stuff aside. If the Falcons had to choose between Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, and Justin Fields, who do you think the Atlanta Falcons should get as a free agent quarterback? I would go with Justin Fields because that was a little bit of I wanted him when he originally came out of Ohio State. But if you're the Falcons, I would go with Justin Fields all day long. He's younger. He has the ability to make plays with his legs. If you just get him in the right type of offense, you do some things. And you got to understand, Atlanta's got a ton of talent. Kyle Pitts, he hasn't hit, but in the sense of what his expectations were coming out, Bijan Robinson, Drake London. I mean, they have talent. So, That's why it's mind-blowing to me that they didn't hire Bill Belichick. Well, Ibrahim Morris is pretty good, man. Everybody loves him. Yeah, so you, no you are, dude, you are, you are, you're a, you're a Belichick guy through and through, huh? Oh yeah, all day long. But I mean, you know, <laughs> Belichick fan. I love it. <laughs> yeah, all day. Yeah. Have you talked to him since uh, since he's out? I just shot him a text message, you know, you know, just basically wishing him well in his next his next job. So we'll we'll see where he lands. We'll we'll see where he lands next year. Congratulations! See those ratings continue to go up. I enjoy watching and listening to you. You are a great dude here in Atlanta. You still coach your your high school football coach on top of it, yeah, right? Yeah, I was I was doing some high school football stuff, so you know I had a had a step away from that a little okay. bit, but. You know, was doing that, but I, I'm always in Atlanta. So next time I'm in Atlanta, we got to sit down. I got to come on the air. We got to we got to uh, grab some dinner or something.
All right, Jermaine, um, look forward to seeing you soon and uh, continued success. All right, take care. Later. Thanks, right. Jermaine. Dude, have you ever heard That's a, great a, a bigger Boston act? That's great. Like, Day Day. Black dudes don't have. <laughs> I mean, have you heard a black That's dude with a Boston thick. accent uh, like that? Honestly, Bo- not that heavy. No. <laughs> and I know some Boston guys, black right. Boston guys. I, That's East Boston, old school. Dude, How do you like them apples? I mean. That was great. He is classic, dude. Dude, I'm, can I tell you last night, just a wave of anxiety rushed over me at about 10 p.m. What was going on? I got an email from Rusty Manziel that said, Drew's doing Rusty Rocks tomorrow. And the topic is his top five songs from his senior year of high school. Oh, wow. I like that. And like, he, my wife did, was like, are you okay? I was like sweating bullets. I, I didn't like, I even know, mention that I don't yet. know what to do. Day Day, how have we not teased this? The secret. Wow. Rusty Rocks on Wednesday. We've got, uh, we've got uh, I won't even call him a backup. He's just 1A and 1B. Drew Butler takes the reins. When did you graduate high school? 2007. The top, top five songs from Drew Butler's senior year. Also, we'll belly up to the bar. Steak, Drew, it's the Steakhouse, Sports Radio 1990 game.